0: Rams fans, this is Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight, the Rams season is a bit of a fork in the road right now. Plus, playoffs? And later, the Rams look to bring out the brooms for the second straight week. We preview the Rams at the Cardinals. Before we hop into the action, Ramshowcase.com. That is where you find uh, your most up-to-date ram showcase information uh, we did do the uh, game preview uh, written form last week as of course we are not doing videos last week and then uh, this week as well that is also where you score your ram showcase t-shirts click on that merch tab at ram showcase.com they are right there at ram showcase at sheriff Joe is where you can follow on socials um and uh yeah that's where you can also check out like your distribution maps and stuff like that uh, when we aren't having the video version uh that is definitely something to uh keep your eyes on as far as our social media goes to get that kind of information uh, outside of just uh, the audio version of the podcast here, which is, of course, like I said, what we're doing. uh, That was last week, as well as this week, planning on being in full capacity uh, next week uh, back in action with it. So let's go ahead and dive on in. So let's take a, a bit of a season snapshot here. I wanted to kind of dive in and see just kind of where the Rams are at right now and what we're kind of looking at for the rest of this season here so the like what what direction are the rams going to go here because we we are at a bit of a fork in the road here rams are at four and six three games out of the first overall pick and two games out of a wild card spot that gap could absolutely close as far as the playoff positioning goes with the uh niners and the seahawks playing on thanksgiving if the 49ers win that game and the rams are able to beat the cardinals then the Rams do obviously get a little bit closer in there. Plus, if the Lions are able to defeat the Packers on Thanksgiving, uh, then the Rams would jump over uh, the Packers in the playoff race as well and be uh, the eighth seed, sitting just that that first team out of the playoffs with a win and a Packers uh, loss over uh, against the Lions. And I got to be honest, all of those things feel very real. Niners being the Seahawks, I mean, and I know that the Seahawks tend to have the Niners number a little bit. We have this little rock, paper, scissors game in the NFC West that we play where the Rams always beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks always beat the Niners and the Niners always beat the Rams. Like we get that little thing, uh, that little cycle going. Uh, but either way, all those things feel real. And that would mean that uh, after this weekend, the Rams could be sitting just one game out of a playoff spot. And uh, of course, uh, who knows uh, at that point, uh, a lot of different options still to go as uh, there is a little bit of a, a log jam. Once we get uh, past the uh, wildcard teams, a lot of four win teams sitting there hoping that they can maybe make a push. And uh, Rams are definitely one of those. So my questions uh, that I've got, I've got a few here. And uh, first one would be, does making the playoffs and losing right away make this season a failure in your eyes? And I would argue quite the opposite, honestly. Uh, from my perspective, I would say that if the Rams make the playoffs in any capacity, even getting wrecked in the first playoff game and, and getting sent home right away, this season was a eat dead cap and develop your youth season. So I think making the playoffs at all is wildly impressive. So no, I would not call that a failure. Would finishing just outside of the, the wildcard spot, would that be considered a failure to you? And I ask that because I know that a lot of people have this feeling, like, well, if you can't go win at all, then you might as well win nothing and just go for the draft. And I, I don't agree with that mindset. I'm not trying to tell you that you're wrong or anything like that, but it's not how I kind of subject. I, I just want the Rams to win games. I would rather get close and then like know that you're in a good position to maybe make a push in the next year than just like accept that you're not going to win the Super Bowl, so you might as well just lose a bunch of games. I, I, I can't agree with that. But if the Rams ended the season at like the eighth seed. I'd also argue that's not a failure, especially like to see the fight in this team. And we can kind of like, I guess we don't really need to go into the Seahawks game there. And I know a lot of people are like, well, the Rams got lucky. They got lucky with that win. Um, Drew Locke had to come in and then the missed field goal and all that stuff. Yeah, the Rams absolutely got lucky there. But also, let's not forget Cooper Cup had a drop touchdown. Tutu Atwell had a drop touchdown. Uh, Stafford missed Hendo on that uh, that pass to the right. Uh, So like there's a lot of bounces that also went for, like, against us. And so I don't know how lucky we are when Cooper Cup is dropping wide-open touchdown passes. I know it was a very difficult catch, but also that's Cooper Cup, triple Crown winner, Super Bowl MVP. So he should be able to catch that football, you know? So was it luck? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I also saw a team that didn't quit and a team that kept on fighting until the game was over, and that is really all you can ask for. That's really all you can do in the NFL. So I would I would say that even with some fight there ending with the, the being the eighth team in the NFC missing the playoffs i would still be pretty stoked on this team that they showed fight and i would rather show fight and come up short than accept defeat in in and just purposefully lose so that you can hope a draft pick hits which i i, I just again i just i'm just not there so uh, speaking of that that option there if the rams pulled back and went for a higher draft pick would that be considered a failure? I know in some of your some eyes that is not a failure at all. I would say that it kind of is. I like I said, I get it. I understand wanting a higher pick, and I, I realize that the higher pick you have, the the larger the pool of players that you're picking from is. But I will also say that uh, the Rams, uh, if we look at this uh, this last class here that the Rams have. Uh, we had 30 rookies, and so far it appears that five are hits. Outside of that, we still have a lot of question marks. Tomlinson, Taylor, Evans, there's still a lot of question marks uh, as far as the, the rookie class goes, but we know that Steve Avila, that's a hit. Byron Young is a hit. Kobe Turner's a hit. Puka Taku is a hit, and Ethan Evans is a hit. That's five guys out of 30, and that is in a magnificent draft class. Magnificent. You are so lucky to get two or three guys who are genuine contributors on your team each and every draft? So no, I don't really get into like let's get as high as we can uh, in in the draft. I just I, I can't really get into that. And if I'm not going to be mad if the Rams win another game and then because of that pick three picks later, I don't care at all about that. So uh either way, you know, and the, we're also sitting two games out of the playoffs right now. And the two teams that are ahead of the Rams, let's be real here, they're not very good. It's the Seattle Seahawks who I realize that maybe. Like A a lot of people think that I'm just anti-Seahawks because I'm a Rams fan, and that's kind of (laughs) true, but it is also, I I also watch them as just a fan of the game of football, and they're only okay. They're not a great team. They don't have a lot of fire, especially at the end of games and stuff like that, and we kind of saw that this last week, especially, and Rams have beat them twice now in second half, absolutely just shutting them down, stuff like that. So, I mean, and then the Packers, they just, it doesn't feel like they have an offense to be taken serious. I'll be completely honest here. I'm not trying to talk trash about the Packers. It just, they just don't feel like a genuine threat. At four and six, ahead of the Rams right now, they just don't feel like they are that team, you know? And I don't know if most fans will disagree with this sentiment, and that's absolutely fine, because we are 100% allowed to view things differently. We all watch the game through different eyeballs, all right? You cannot physically watch the game through my eyeballs. We have so many other things to talk about, if you can uh but the win for me every single sunday and and going throughout this the season in every game uh the win for me is that i get to get together with some incredible people and watch our boys take the field on sundays that to me is amazing whether it's out here in colorado just going to a bar uh that's hitting the road like uh going to lambeau field last year or going to the best place on earth sofi stadium all of that is a win to me and watching the rams win is much cooler than watching them lose i will absolutely give you that 1000 percent. but i used to say to people that if i got to watch this team win a win a super bowl as an adult that i could die happy well that's happened and i wasn't lying <laughs> like i'm i'm pretty good now like i I feel great i got to see a, a super bowl win as a kid i got to see a super bowl win as an adult i've watched this team play in four that's amazing that is absolutely amazing and i'm not going to change the uh the goal here just because I hit it, you know what I mean? Now I'm just trying to have a good time. I wanted that so bad to watch this team win a Super Bowl. I watched this team play some terrible seasons, all right? I told somebody not long ago it's like, I watched the two thousand and nine Rams. You can't hurt my feelings, dude. Like, it's like I've seen it all, man. I feel like I've been hurt before., uh, but like to see this team play in four, we've won we've won two now in my lifetime, uh and I guess in general, but Uh, so I've got to see this team win as a kid as an adult uh, and that's amazing some fans never get to see their team win the big one my dad is a Chargers fan he's only watched his team play in one and they got absolutely smoked (laughs) all right I've watched four four Super Bowls I'm pretty content and again you don't have to agree with this and I by no means saying that I don't root for wins or want to see this team get back to a Super Bowl that would be awesome but again Some fans never get the chance to do what we did just a few seasons ago. I now watch the Rams with definitely like the same intensity as I always have. I go into every game hoping they find a way to pull it out. I watch every snap like it's the most important thing in the world. But if they lose, I'm still happy. I'm still, I still got to watch the game with some incredible people. I still get to high five for touchdowns and stuff like that. I still get to, I'm still having a good time. All right. And some of us like, Some of us are are Rams fans because we watched, like, I'll put it this way, all right? Because I I may have made my point, but I want to try to make it make sense. And I don't know if I've done that quite yet. So let me do my best here. Some of us have incredible memories watching this team with people who may not be with us anymore. All right? And when we think of those moments, watching those games with those people, what are we feeling and what are we thinking about? And I can't talk for you. I I obviously cannot understand and and totally appreciate where anybody else is coming from but myself. But for myself, I feel very positive emotions when I think of stuff like that. And I feel very sentimental about the Rams when I think of certain people that I've watched with that aren't here anymore. or, Or different fans who have listened to my podcast who are not here anymore or something like that that... To, to me, getting together and, and doing this stuff is is the, the, the fun part for me. Some of us are Rams fans because we watched with our dads, our moms, our grandparents, maybe an aunt or an uncle who helped us fall in love with this team. My story is a little bit different than that. I didn't have some like figure in my life that was a Rams fan and I kind of like latched onto them. My story is a little bit different, but I do know that that's a very popular story. And I guess what I'm trying to say... Is that I no longer take those moments for granted. All right. So the 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 people that we're we're hanging out with now, when you get together on Sundays and you're watching with people, that's not gonna last forever. And the older that I get, I guess the more I realize that our time is pretty fleeting here. And it's it, it's how little time we we not only get here in general, just in the world, because it's very short time, uh, but also how much how how little time the Rams are actually playing football for our lives. You know what I mean? So uh, like, I, I did some math here, and there's about 8,700 hours in a year. There's a little bit more than that, but we'll do this ballpark. We, we, can, we, we, can, uh, we can say 8,700, right? So the Rams are playing football for about 51 hours a year. A year out of 8,700 hours, we get 51, maybe a little bit more, maybe we get some overtime games, maybe we we'll make the playoffs, but 51 of 8,700 That's just about half of 1% of the year, according to my math, which might be wrong. But in fairness, that's a it's a small number. All right. If I'm wrong, it's still a super small number. So forgive me if I just want to enjoy those 51 hours and not get wrapped up in November in draft position and whether the Rams are going to be picking at four or seven or maybe 15 or 13. I don't care. That's in six months from now. I don't need to correctly predict who we get either. Like, it doesn't need to be, I don't need to get the guy that I want. And that's fine. It's not going to hurt my feelings, all right? Like, it, it's fun. It's fun when you nail the pick. When you say, like, I think we're going to get this guy, and I really like him, and we do. And it's fun, and it works, and it works out, and it's, it's a good time for everybody. But it's if it's also worked out where, like, I've, I've predicted that we get somebody, and we do, and it doesn't work out. I was pumped about Greg Robinson. I thought we nailed that class with Robinson and Donald in the first round. I was so pumped about it. But, I mean, it, 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 we've also seen it where I wanted, I wanted somebody we didn't get them, and that person was awesome. That happens, and that's okay. It's, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a dark shot anyway. I mean, it, it, for the NFL draft, I mean, it's a, it's a coin toss. Every single pick is a coin toss. Absolutely, every single time. I don't need to correctly predict who it is, and that's totally fine. But we don't get a lot of time to enjoy this sport. So why spend so much of it stressing about what next year might look like when we're still in this year? Some of us may not even make it to next season, and I'm not trying to like be all super dim here and like, and, like and dark and and scary and stuff like that, but like, let's be real. I- I've seen it. I- I- I've now, in my thirties, I've seen uh, enough people leave and and, and miss it. I- I've, s- I've had fans that were with me on Ram Showcase in the early years who did not watch this team in the Super Bowl, the, these last two Super Bowls that we went to. They didn't get to see that, you know? And so who knows what, what, what can happen? And these are young people. I'm not talking about just like people who are, you know, 65 plus. I'm talking about Kyle, the, the, the namesake for Fan Casos, who was in his 20s. Never got to see that stuff. So it, it's not guaranteed for anybody. So I'm not worried about next year yet. We're still in this year. I'm still having fun this year. Let's enjoy this one, because we're here now, and we're also not out of it. I would love to see this team make a run. Are we going to make the Super Bowl? Probably not. But, I mean, I can root for it, right? Just, just let me root for it? Can I just have, can I hope? <laughs> Is that okay? I mean, it would be a great story, and I'm a big storyline guy. Um, so, if, if they don't, that's okay, too. I, it would be really cool to see a young, scrappy team, you know, make a big push. Will it happen? Probably not. But, hey, it would be a fun story. And if it doesn't happen, well, that's OK, too. I just I'm, I'm still getting together with some amazing people every Sunday and I'm gearing up and I'm passing along high fives every time we score points. These memories, though, are something that uh, we can absolutely take with us forever. And we're not going to be worrying about, you know, we're, we're, no one's sitting here. I, I have not heard anybody say uh, we shouldn't have beat the Saints in 2008. Otherwise, we would have had a shot at Matthew Stafford first overall. We wouldn't have had to trade for him years later. I have not heard that sentiment one time. I haven't heard that at all. But I'm willing to bet that, like, in 30 years from now, we're not going to sit here and say, oh, man, I'm glad we didn't beat the Cardinals in Week 12 of uh, the 23 season. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had a shot at Caleb Williams, who may or may not be good in the NFL. Can we also admit that, that no one's a lock to just nail it in the NFL? We've seen it before, uh, the supposed locks in the NFL, and it doesn't work out. Sorry to get on a soapbox there. And I realize I've been doing that a lot lately, so I'm going to try to tone that down. I just got to get that out sometimes it's Thanksgiving time. And I think that, uh, that uh, the holidays are pulling out some different emotions in me and nothing new, super negative and nothing necessarily bad has happened in my life recently. I just, I, I, I think that I'm just kind of, I'm trying to enjoy this. And I feel like people being like, we are mad that we won. Like we, I, we, I wish we would have lost. I would have preferred if we lost seeing that stuff on Twitter and stuff. And it's like, what, <laughs> what? All right. Moving on. Transactions. Just a couple to get into here as uh, the Rams did uh, officially activate running back Kyron Williams off of IR. With that move being made, the Rams did wave running back Daryl Henderson and have also signed Daryl Henderson back to the practice squad. So Hendo back in uh, as a practice squad player. Uh, Good for depth for sure, but uh, definitely pumped to have Kyron Williams back in action here. Take a look at the standings real fast, the rest of the West. So the Niners sitting in first place of the NFC West with a 7-3 record. They had that win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. This week, playing on uh, Thanksgiving, the night game at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, of course, with that loss against the Rams last week. And, of course, uh, hosting the 49ers on Thursday Night Football, uh, the prime time of uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, Rams with the win over the San Francisco 49ers sitting at 4-6 and six right now. And uh, this week on the road arizona cardinals and the cardinals they are coming off of that loss to the houston texans and uh, this week of course host the Rams. so we have a very closed circle in the nfc west this week as uh we all just play each other which is uh going to be fun stuff but uh speaking of rams and cardinals uh so the cardinals sitting at two and nine rams at four and six we are absolutely going to get into this game preview and we'll do that to right after this real quick break just a quick reminder ramshowcase.com that's where you snag your Rams showcase t-shirts uh, just click on that merch tab up top, at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags, where you can follow on socials. we got the Rams and the Cardinals game preview that is next right here at Ram Showcase. The Los Angeles Rams, sitting at a 4-6 and six record, hit the road to take on the Arizona Cardinals with a 2-9 and nine record. This game kicks off at 1.05 p.m. on Fox from State Farm Stadium. We do get Chris Myers and Robert Smith in the booth with Jen Hale on the sideline. Pretty small area as far as the distribution map goes. If you want to put your eyeballs on it, uh, make sure you check uh, the uh, Ram Showcase socials at Ram Showcase. i try to put it up on YouTube, but, uh, well, it uh, crops it, so you can't really see the map at all. So uh, check it out there. At Sheriff Joe Bag is where I posted that on uh, Twitter, so you can put your eyeballs on that distribution map. Uh, like I said, pretty small area. Uh, so late edition was Fresno uh, to get added to uh, the, the Rams and Cardinals game. If you are a better uh, Rams sitting at plus one and a half, yeah, underdogs at the Arizona Cardinals. Rams on the money line, minus 104, and then uh, the over-under sitting at 44 and a half. So what we're kind of looking for in this game, uh, the Rams are in a weird spot, like I talked about. So in a weird spot this season. And it can really go in any number of directions. This team could be picking in the top five. We could also be playing in a wild card. And i got to be honest, both feel kind of equally likely. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if the Rams are going to kind of fall apart and then pick high. Or kind of string together some stuff and make a push for the playoffs. And I, like like I said, they both feel pretty possible to me right now. Cardinals getting healthy, but it's a little too late for that. So the Cardinals probably spend the rest of their season evaluating their own roster. While the Rams are doing something similar, but in a better position to potentially make an attack at the playoffs, will they do it? I don't think so, really. I'll be honest here. I, if I'm, if I'm, if this is a place I can be honest, I like to think that it is. I don't think that this team is going to make the playoffs, but I would be very pumped if it does, um, because obviously playoff games are so much fun. They are the the most fun thing that I can do as a Rams fan is watch this team in the playoffs. That's so sick. But uh, will they actually make the postseason push? I, I I don't know, but looking at the standings, I, maybe I maybe let's let's take a peek at it actually. So the only team between the Rams in a playoff spot is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they share a record with the Rams, but of course you own the head-to-head tiebreaker as uh, they did defeat the Rams just a few weeks ago at Lambeau Field. The Vikings are ahead of the Packers right now in the final wild card slot at six and five, but losing Cousins hurts, and sure Dobbs is playing well. But let's not pretend like he's not just like the '20s version of Fitzpatrick. And it seems like, like he's he's fine. But like, I mean, you saw that game in Denver last week, and it's like he's he's definitely mortal. I mean, I don't know why there was uh, so many conversations about Josh Dobbs all of a sudden as he's like this elite quarterback. And I have no intentions of downing Dobbs. I think Dobbs is awesome as like a person. He's great. He's a super cool guy. Stuff like that. He's a hard worker. He's an astronaut. Has one of the coolest nicknames in the entire NFL, astronaut, which is super cool as hell. But at the same time, he's only an okay quarterback, and I think he's going to kind of settle into that as the season goes on. It's also the Minnesota Vikings. Let's not forget that part of it. And again, not just trying to trash somebody, but like let's be let's let's be real here. And uh, the Seahawks are ahead of the Vikings at six and four, but have four really tough games coming up, and a beat up quarterback and a running back thanks to your uh, Los Angeles Rams. But their next four. San Fran, Dallas, San Fran, Philly. That's a tough stretch. They could absolutely lose all four of those, and uh, could be sitting with a six and eight record on the other side of that. So we'll see what happens. The Cowboys uh, in the top wild card spot at the moment, and also have the head to head win over the Rams uh, with that loss to the Cowboys before the Packers game. Um, below the Rams with four and six records, we do see Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Feels like the Rams should stay ahead of them, but we'll kind of see. Uh, those are two feisty teams, so uh, we'll see uh, how that shakes out. Washington below them at four and seven. The Rams do play them this season. Uh, the Saints sitting at a five and five record. They are leading the NFC South, but with the Atlanta and Tampa Bay at four and six, we could absolutely see a shakeup there. The Rams also do play the Saints later on this year, so that could also come into play when it comes to a wild card wild card tiebreaker. And uh, next week we'll have a full graphic for uh, this part, as the video version of the the game preview is scheduled to return. So, could the Rams make the playoffs? Yes, absolutely. Will they? I well, I guess we'll just we'll see. I guess I mean we'll we'll see what happens. I'm not one of those people though that needs to figure that out today. I'm just going to have fun watch it all unfold. That's kind of the fun part of sports is not knowing what's going to happen. It's really fun for me going into Week 12, knowing that we could be, uh, like, picking in the top five or in the playoffs. I think that's fun, and I don't need to predict that or root for, like, I guess I'm rooting for the playoffs for sure, but, like, I'm not, uh, I don't need to, be, to to say today this team's going to do this this year and then be right just so I can, like, retweet myself and be like, see, <laughs> I told, told you, you know, I don't care about that. So take a look at the matchup of this game. So the Rams offense against the Cardinals defense Rams offense is uh, sitting 17th in the NFL in total yards, with Cardinals defense 24th in the league in total yards. Passing the football, the Rams putting up about 226.5, that is 15th in the NFL. Cardinals defense, this is their strong suit on defense, as they're giving up 217.5, that is 12th in the NFL. Running the football, the Rams putting up uh, about 102.5, that's 20th in the league. And uh, this is where the Cardinals do struggle on their defensive side, uh, giving up about 132 a game, that's 26th in the NFL. Points being scored, the Rams at 19 and a half. that is 14th in the league, so in the upper half, but would like to see that go a little over 20, and uh, the Cardinals giving up 25.8 a game, that is 27th in the NFL. So the Rams do get Kyron Williams back this week. The offense took a very noticeable hit when Williams went down, and that makes this week interesting as far as what kind of usage that he'll get uh, in his first game back off of IR. Uh, that, so that'll be something to keep our eyes on for sure. Wide receiver Cooper Cup could be missing this week, and if not, will likely be kind of limited in his on field reps. We saw a massive spike in the snap count for Austin Trammell, so this could be a similar week for that. We also saw the ball, uh, the Rams like almost forcing the football a little bit to 2 2 Atwell, and it really wasn't working last week, but I don't think that that's impossible that we would see something like that again. This is yet another opponent who struggles to stop the run, so the Rams should at least make a strong effort and attempt take advantage of that this week uh, as Sean McVay does uh, tend to have success against these Arizona Cardinals Uh, in his first game uh, or the first game this year uh, the Rams started slow and actually went in at halftime down uh, but then uh, absolutely dominated the second half not giving up a point to the Cardinals and then winning pretty handily actually in the uh, second half and uh, with that being a bit of a trend so far in these division games uh, that could be something that we keep an eye on this week uh, as a slow first half and uh, launching it out in the second half to, uh, to kind of take the game over. And uh, last week he came up as a comeback, and uh, last, or excuse me, the game against the Cardinals just happened to be um, uh, just uh, kind of pulling away from him and just kind of putting them in their place a little bit, you know. Three to C on the offensive side. We'll start with Kyron Williams. Uh, Kyron easily gets the nod here, as uh, he will hopefully be a focus of the Rams game plan, pending his health, of course. And if he can handle it, a hefty number of touches could absolutely be in the plan for him. Matthew Stafford is going to be next on the three to see. Uh, Stafford has a pretty low completion percentage this year. He he ranks pretty pretty low in uh, in the league so far. But last week showed that uh, McVay still has a lot of trust in uh, in Matthew Stafford, and he ended the game very very strong. So that's a good thing to see. Obviously that even though the numbers might be telling us one thing, that he's able to kind of turn it on at the end there. And uh, and it, I mean it worked out. Obviously the Rams were able to win. So. Hopefully we can get a little bit more of a rhythm going as uh he that was his first game back uh with like post injury missing that Green Bay game and then a bye week so hopefully he's got a little bit more of a rhythm this week and uh, my final in the three to see we're gonna go with the whole tight end grouping here so Tyler Higby let's be honest here he's ultimately been pretty disappointing this year and uh, we've seen that he's been dealing with some injury issues but playing through it. And this would absolutely be the perfect time to maybe see some backups come in. If uh, Higby is still having some trouble, maybe it is time we see some other guys get some reps in this spot. And to be honest, I mean, the Rams offense is at its best when the ground game is working and the tight end position is involved in the short passing game, pulling up some of those eyeballs off of those intermediate routes, which is really where the Rams make their money. So something to keep an eye on for sure. If uh, the Rams can get some uh, production out of the tight end spot, then the entire offense performs so much better. And with Tyler Higby having his struggles, I do think that that is a pretty big part of why the Rams offense hasn't been able to get rolling. So let's take a look at the other side here, the Cardinals offense against the Rams defense. So the Cardinals offense, 24th in the NFL, uh, same exact as their defense. So uh, there's a reason they're two and nine, and uh, the numbers tell you all those stories. Ram's defense is uh, 18th in the league right now, giving up a little under 350 a game total yards. Passing the football, the the Cardinals right now, 171.8. That's 29th in the league, but this is also going to be only their second game, getting Kyler Murray back. Rams defense has given up uh, just under 218 a game. That's 13th in the league. This is definitely the Rams' strong suit right here is that secondary and uh, stopping the pass. Running the football, this is where the Cardinals have done a very good job this season with a little over 126 a game. That is ninth in the league. They are uh, they're a top-10 unit. As far as running the ball, on the Rams, uh, giving up over 117 a game, that is 22nd in the NFL. So definitely an opportunity for the Cardinals to take advantage of that matchup there. We'll see if Gannon is uh, going to be uh, doing that. Points being scored, the Cardinals at 17 and a half, that's 25th in the NFL, while the Rams are giving up 22, which is 20th in the NFL. So the Rams defense uh, held the Seahawks defense in the second half to damn near nothing last week, and in two games against the Seahawks. Uh, Second half gave up just 99 yards and three points in two different games. The Rams did uh, hold Arizona to no points in the second half in their first meeting. But uh, let's keep in mind also, that was without uh, quarterback Kyler Murray. Murray is now, of course, uh, getting back. And this is going to be a second game. But unfortunately for him, he has to play his worst nightmare in Aaron Donald. So uh, Aaron Donald coming after him, hoping that uh, if Aaron Donald can get a sack or two against Murray that he actually gets to sack Kyler Murray, and Murray doesn't just fall to the ground like he usually does when Aaron Donald breaks through the line. He just falls down so that Aaron Donald can't get a clean shot on him, which, I mean, in fairness, we saw what getting a clean shot on the quarterback can do, Geno Smith, <laughs> and so maybe it's a smart thing that Kyler Murray is not doing. I just want to see it really bad, that's all. <laughs> I love seeing Aaron Donald light people up. It makes me so happy. The Rams defense does appear to be fully healthy entering this game as uh Kobe Durant should be uh good to go. And uh, the, Ram- uh, excuse me, the Cardinals also getting pretty healthy right now. Murray back, Connor back. So yeah, there's a lot of different uh, moving pieces as far as health goes when it comes to these two teams, which is kind of wild entering week 12 that we're talking about health in these games. Who is that super healthy team? I think it's the lions who I have like one guy on the injury report and he's like probable. <laughs> it's like, damn, it's like, man, that's what we felt like in 21, right? Like, seemed like we were just invincible that year. It was fun stuff. So uh, let's take a look at the three to see here on the defensive side. So we will start with John Johnson. This is an interesting time for John Johnson. Last week there was definitely some misunderstandings on the internet about his usage against Seattle ahead of the game. And uh, there were some people saying, like, confirmed, he's starting. And it's like, wait a sec, that's not not what he said there. But, I mean, it's all good. He did not start, uh, but he did get more reps than uh, we have seen him uh, get and uh, last week we did see Yeast kind of slip into that slot role and not get as many reps. And John Johnson definitely took the bulk of them, uh, especially from Yeast there. But of course, Kobe Durant was out in that game as well, so it might have been just a shakeup for uh, for an injury. Uh, but Johnson, clearly an extremely talented player, and uh, this defense is uh, it's better when he's out there. I'll be honest. All right, and he's definitely making the case to get more reps. And this is the perfect game to get him some really solid action. Even in what should be like, could be, I guess, limited reps, John Johnson absolutely should have a big impact on this game against the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, next up on the three to see, we'll go with the Rooks. We're going with Byron Young and Kobe Turner. We're packaging them in 2 1, to just uh, one of the three to see. And uh, yeah, we say it every week, but uh, these guys get better every single week. Every single time they touch a football field, they look like they're better at football. That's exactly what you want. All right. So. Look for this week to be uh, more of the same, uh, especially against a weaker opponent in the Arizona Cardinals. And the mobile ability of Murray should actually make this matchup kind of fun to watch with these two, specifically Young and Turner, who uh, are are still, you know, getting their feet wet in the NFL. This is obviously rookie season here. So we're still seeing a lot of things. They're still seeing a lot of things that they have never seen before. So it's a, it's a learning process. It's, uh, you know, getting used to this stuff. And... Uh, This week, going against Kyler Murray, we actually play a real mobile quarterback—not one of these pseudo mobile quarterbacks, like guys who like are sold to us as mobile, but they're only like kind of mobile. They can kind of move around. I'm talking specifically about Dak Prescott, Jordan Love, and Geno Smith. They're not exactly mobile quarterbacks. Can they run and move around a little bit? Yeah, sure, but they're not like the mobile guys. They're not Mahomes. They're not Jalen Hurts. They're not the Michael Vicks or Lamar Jacksons of the world they're mobile but are they that mobile so either way uh Kyler Murray though definitely a speedier guy than those and more willing to run than those guys so uh this should be a a fun a fun matchup to see how they kind of handle that as especially as rookies and uh third on the three to see uh yeah we're going Darian Kendrick if you are a regular here you know my emotions on Kendrick I am a fan I do think he's got all the ability to be great at this game. He does take a lot of chances, though, and sometimes it does appear that he's not trusting his eyes fully. But I really like this kid, and I'm hoping that uh, that that based on what we saw last week, that uh, that gave him some confidence that maybe he starts playing with a little bit more swag. We kind of saw that dissipate a little bit, like as he started the season uh, looking looking pretty solid, and then he had his incident that happened, and then he, after that, those first couple games after that, Looked like he was playing with zero swag. He was swagless out there. And hopefully this means that he's getting it back. And let's also not totally forget here that this is his first year as a starter. So he is still a developing young guy. And I think that we kind of tossed him out of that conversation because so many, um like, we have so many other rookies. So it, it kind of seems like a lot of fans have kind of been like, oh, well, he should be good by now. And it's like, well... This is his first year as a starter. He's still is a second-year guy. I mean, he's still extremely young and obviously still getting his feet wet in the NFL. So I think we need to remember that as well, that he's still one of the developing guys. So we can't expect him to be just, like, top-tier right now. You know what I mean? That's not realistic. Let's move over to some milestones here. Let's start with Matthew Stafford, who, uh, yes, we did uh, get the missed milestone last week. Stafford did fall short of passing matt ryan for second most passing yards in the first 200 career regular season games as uh his 200th game uh regular season that is was on sunday against the seattle seahawks he fell short of that uh not by much it was only a couple of yards actually needed 198 and uh did not hit it which is unfortunate so uh we'll um uh, that i mean I, I say we'll see what happens but uh, we saw we saw what happened he didn't hit it so that's unfortunate, but he does need 2,682 yards to pass Eli Manning, 10th all-time. He needs 25 passing touchdowns to pass Eli Manning, 10th all-time. I'm not sure if he's going to hit those, as uh, the passing numbers are not necessarily what I thought they would be, especially with the way that uh, Stafford started the season. I thought that those numbers would be uh, rolled in a little bit faster and uh, heavier, but not the case. So hopefully if uh, Stafford does return next year, that we would see those numbers hit. And uh, he does need just one touchdown pass to pass Fran Tarkenton for 11th all-time. So we should see that this year, which would be very cool. Tyler Higbee, uh, he needs 35 receptions to pass Robert Woods for 8th most in franchise history. Two touchdown passes, uh, two touchdown receptions to uh, pass Preston Denard for 10th most in franchise history. So we'll keep our eyes on that. Although uh, Tyler Higbee does appear to be having a down year as far as the receiving statistics go so uh not not totally sure of if uh these are going to be hit this year for uh, tyler higby next up cooper cup he needs 62 receptions to pass henry ellett for third most in franchise history two receiving touchdowns to move into fourth most in franchise history and uh, again we don't know if he's going to be playing this week so we'll kind of keep our eyes on uh, his availability this week and uh i'll be a uh, full disclosure here as well i now work two jobs and like, one's a full-time job, one's a part-time job. And I'm doing, you know, 60-plus hours a week. And uh, I have not checked the, uh, uh, the injury reports. And I tend not to until, like, Saturday. So that's why we don't go into uh, injury updates here, because I record these on Wednesday nights. And uh, those injury reports don't really give us that much information. So uh, Aaron Donald up next. He needs 5.5 sacks to move into the top 25 all-time, passing Sean Jones. Needs one forced fumble. To pass Derek Brooks as he is tied for tied with Derek Brooks right now, and uh, then he would move into uh, tied for 43rd most all-time in forced fumbles. So we could absolutely see that this week if he's able to get that ball out of Kyler Murray's hands. He also just needs three solo tackles, three solo tackles for Aaron Donald to pass Leonard Little for 11th most in franchise history. So he is right around the corner from that. Should be able to see him hit that number this week. Wide receiver Puka Nakua, the rook, Uh, he needs 28 receiving yards, yards, 28 yards to break the single season franchise record for receiving yards by a rookie. That is currently held by Eddie Kennison, who uh, is holding the record at 924, which obviously if you're doing that math, the Rams have never had a 1000 yard rookie. So uh, of course, uh, Puka Nakua very well could be uh, the first one to hit that number as he is sitting just under uh, 900 right now. But uh, the 924 is the record. Eddie Kennison did that in 15 games in 1996. And uh, if Puka hits that this week, he would would have done that in uh, four less games than Eddie if he is able to pull that off in Arizona this week, which 28 receiving yards for Puka Nakua feels a little bit like a layup. So that should be able to get hit uh, this week. Take a look at the history of this matchup so the rams do lead the all-time series 49 40 and 2 this so this uh, is the 92nd all-time meeting between these two the most recent game coming just last month on the 15th rams won that one 26 to 9 the rams have won 12 of the last 14 against the arizona cardinals and those are all under sean mcveigh since mcveigh has arrived he's only lost to arizona two times and uh, the first ever game between these two uh, came on October 3rd of 1937. That was a 6 to nothing win for the Chicago Cardinals over the Cleveland Rams. We've kind of talked about this, it uh, seems like every year, every matchup, so twice a year, <laughs> that I kind of talk about how many different uh, cities that this matchup has seen with like Chicago versus Cleveland, L.A. versus Chicago, L.A. versus St. Louis, and all that stuff. Um, but I guess that's it. I mean, you, you, you know the story, that uh, both teams ended up uh, playing in St. Louis and now uh, are not. Uh, I think that that's my my point on the St. Louis thing. St. Louis, if, if St. Louis is going to get another team, and I'm not anti-St. Louis one bit, but if St. Louis is going to get another team, I think it needs to be an expansion team. It needs to not be somebody else's adopted team. You know what I mean? It's like it, you got to love your own team. You know what I mean? Like get your own, and then I think they'll kind of embed themselves there. But if it's another relocation kind of situation, like they had the conversations of the Chargers doing it, well, then I'll, I don't know if I'll ever, if, if, if the city or the NFL or uh, just the, the world as a whole will ever really feel like it's a St. Louis team unless it's an expansion. So I don't know if anybody agrees with that or not. I don't really care. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> it's, that's how I feel about it. If they're going to keep getting reload teams, then it's probably never going to work out. But if they do get an expansion team and a team starts in St. Louis, I do feel like that would be a long-term solution. And uh, connections in this one. So, former Rams on the Cardinals uh, head coach, Jonathan Gannon. He was a scout for the Rams in St. Louis. That was 09-11. Maybe it's a coincidence or maybe not so much that uh, those were not fun years for the Rams. Maybe it's all Jonathan Gannon's fault. We'll blame him anyway. Former Cardinals on the Rams, uh, just one. Starting center Coleman Shelton used to play for the Cardinals. And uh, let's see, in the NFL, uh, there wasn't too many, like, connections that really stuck out to me. But uh, Matthew Stafford did play in Detroit with Jeff Driscoll, Bobby Price, Kevin Strong, and Matt Prater. I thought that, that was a cool one. The uh, cool connections are coming in college as uh, Demarcus Robinson played at Florida with offensive lineman DJ Humphreys. Darian Kendrick, Tremaine Ancrum, and Davis Allen played at Clemson with safety Kavon Wallace. Kavon? Is it Kavon? Uh, and uh, defensive tackle Carlos Watkins. Puka Nakua, he played at uh, Washington with wide receiver Andre Baselia. Bisse- I believe that's right. I got to get better at other teams. I, I feel like I can get the, the Rams pronunciations well, but uh, the other teams, I'm still struggling with that here. And uh, Bryson Hopkins played at Purdue with wide receiver Rondale Moore. Aaron Donald played at Pitt with James Conner. That just happened in one year, and that was uh, 2013. Kobe Turner played at Wake Forest with tight end Blake Whitehart. Russ Yeast and Tutu Atwell played at Louisville with uh, cornerback Catrell Clark. And uh, Jordan Fuller played at Ohio State with uh, offensive lineman Pat Elfline. So, yeah, pretty cool stuff there. I'm actually going to see if there's a new pronunciation guide as far as the website goes or if there's updates to the pronunciation guide. So, there is, uh, well, there's, you know, the... What is that? I don't even know how to, like, phonetically or whatever. Like, it's, like, spelled out where you know how to pronounce it, but there's only so many um, recordings of them. Oh, well. So that is your game preview. Uh, Rams taking on the Cardinals this week. This is a, a very interesting time for the Rams. If the Rams can come out of this uh, this week with a 5-6 and six record and the Lions are able to defeat the Packers and... Uh, obviously w- what I'm doing here and uh, I'll tell you is like, I'm not rooting for the 49ers cause I would never do that because gross, uh, but I am rooting against the Seahawks. And, uh, I guess that that kind of means that I'm, I, that no, I don't hope that the 49ers win. I just really hope the, the Seahawks lose. And if the 49ers happen to be beneficiaries of that, well then I guess whatever. I just really want to see the Seahawks lose this game. I hope they tie ultimately. That'd be really cool to see. Uh, But ultimately, we are more worried about the Rams making it into the playoffs. Which, again, is that going to happen? I have no idea. I can't predict the future. I would hope it does. But also, it's fine if it doesn't. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Does that make sense to anybody? (laughs) uh, Because I feel like I sound kind of crazy when I say stuff like that. But either way, this is going to be a tough game. um, As uh, the Cardinals, they know what this Rams team does to them. And I know that Kyler Murray is sitting in there right now. Saying Kyler Murray things about how this team is is you know a uh, a little bit of the kryptonite of the Arizona Cardinals as most teams are. Let's be real here. But uh, so it's it it should be a tough game. The Cardinals should be up for this one. They've they've definitely looked to have like turned a little bit of a corner this last couple weeks or so. They're playing they're playing tough. They're just not winning games. So. That is something to look for. Uh, the Rams definitely can't come into this one taking it lightly, as uh, it's a division game. You cannot take division games lightly. It's not the, it's not the way it's done. So, uh, that is your game preview. Again, we'll get back to uh, the video version next week. That is the plan. Um, I will update on socials if anything changes. I do have a bit of a, a little bit of craziness uh, this next week, as uh, this is hopefully the final, uh, the final missed uh, Ram Showcase live. And uh, full disclosure, I'm getting a surgery on Monday, so that's why I'm not going to be um, available to do uh, the Ram Showcase live, and that's all why why we're not doing videos right now. Uh, but we'll be back to that, like I said, next week if if uh, all goes well. So which it should. I mean, I'm not like trying to scare anybody. <laughs> I'm going to be fine. Everything's cool. I just I just got to take care of some stuff. So, uh, so we'll do that. video version's expected to be back next week as uh, we head into the stretch of the season. So. Of course, uh, what you're watching for on Thanksgiving, which you may be hearing me after that, uh, which is totally fine. Spend that time with your family. What are you doing? Uh, but, uh, of course, uh, yeah, if the Lions can uh, defeat the Packers and the Rams can defeat the the Cardinals, then the Rams are the first team outs of the playoffs. And then at that point, uh, the stretch, I mean, the race is on. So good stuff there. We have uh, fan casos we'll get to on the other side. Some interesting casos to get into. So uh, we'll do that right after this quick, with this quick break right here at Ram Showcase. All right, no messing around, as uh, we do have a good chunk of fan quesos to get to, and I would like to get to all of them. So we'll go ahead and start with Luis. Uh, top three pick position uh, for incoming draft. I think we should address left tackle, edge, and center exactly in these order. Um, Luis, I mean, yeah, I, that's, uh, that would be totally reasonable. I don't think we need a new center. Coleman Shelton, I think, is doing a fine job. Left tackle, I still think we should give uh, A.J. Jackson a reasonable chance. Edge could absolutely be addressed. Uh, getting somebody opposite of Byron Young uh, makes total sense. But as far as uh, saying right now what I think the exact three picks should be as far as position goes um, in November, I, I, I don't have an answer for you there, man. And I do apologize that that like, might be like kind of lame. But like, we also like, have free agency before that. So um, to, to lock in on uh, what we need in the draft, before we get through re-signings, before we get through free agency, I just don't see a lot of um, um, uh, accurate predictions coming. So your picks are solid, man. Um, I definitely could see the Rams doing that, except for the center. Um, I don't, I don't think that the Rams would make that move um, in the in the top three. And uh, you, you only had one defensive player here with the edge. I do think that, that would be a little bit different. I think if if I was going to say anything, I would say two defense, one offense in the first three. Uh, next one here is going to come from Cody. He says, uh, what should our expectations be for Kyron coming back this week? Our offense has looked better with him in it. Absolutely has looked better with him in it. And as far as our expectations go, I wish I had a better answer for you than I don't really know because I don't know how, um, like how good he's feeling right now. Which, I mean, all indications say, good to go. So I would hope that we get a heavy dose of Kyron Uh, But I would expect that we still will see guys like Royce Freeman getting into the game. And I still want to see Zach Evans. But of course, with Kyron coming back, uh, the hope and goal would be to see Kyron the most. So hopefully that is something that we see. And I would expect, as far as expectation goes, I would expect at least that he will be the back that gets the most touches. Next one from Cody. What do you think our biggest bright spot and our worst uh, versus Seattle was? Ooh, that's a good question, man. Um, I would say bright spot would be, uh, the defense not giving up, and it would have been very easy to give up. And also, I just want to mention how stupid DK Metcalf is, and I very, I very much mean that. And like, I know that I regularly am like, I'm not trying to talk trash, I am very blatantly talking trash about DK Metcalf because that guy is such a bag of bombers, dude. So first of all, he did like his sign language thing about like, who oh, I I I'm Akella Witherspoon's dad or whatever. But uh, so he took sign language or learned enough sign language to, to learn that. And um, I just find that hilarious, dude, because it's like he was so worried about like just beating Akello that he couldn't beat the Rams. <laughs> like, way to go, dude. Yeah, Akello's just living in your brain, bro. So either way. Uh, but um, I would say that uh, the defense not giving up at any point in that game was very refreshing to see, especially for a young team like we are, uh, to see them continue to battle that entire time was very, very cool. Uh, as far as the worst goes, um, I mean, just those mistakes, man. Uh, two drop touchdown passes, that uh, pass to to Hendo that that Stafford missed, stuff like that. I mean, obviously, we're getting into the time of the season where it's like, we can't do that anymore, man. Like, uh, these reps are limited, you know, when, when you're a defensive guy or something like that that's getting, or an offensive guy that's getting 11 reps a game, and... I mean, you just got to make the most out of every single one. So you can't have stuff like that happen. two dropping a pass in the end zone. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Cooper dropping a pass in the end zone stuff like that. It's like uh, that kind of stuff, man. It, uh, we're getting to the time of season where it's like that can't happen. Otherwise, you're not going to be good. Like you, you're not going to make a, a last minute push or anything, you know. And uh, next one from Cody just says, horns up, love the show. Dude, thank you. Appreciate you, man. And uh, let's see here. Cooper Cup update. Uh, do you think he plays? And how concerned are you about his injury history moving forward? Um, do I think he plays? I'm super not sure on that, actually. Um, I have no idea, like, really the severity of his, his ankle. And like I said, I have not really dug into the, um, the, the injury reports quite yet. It's, um, the, both uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I do 14-hour days. And then on Wednesdays, I get home. From the 14-hour day and record the podcast, so I don't have a lot of time to to dive into um, the the injury reports and stuff like that. Try to get the 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 real beef of the show outside of uh, of course just doing injuries. So I I don't know if he's gonna play in this game. I would get I would guess not. I'll I'll be honest. Um, I think that um that uh, it's, it's better to make sure that he's gonna be good to go later on than right now. And uh, how concerned am I about his injury history? Absolutely concerned, man. But We know that when he's on the field and healthy, he's one of the best this league has to offer. So um, that's obviously uh, the best ability is availability. When he's out there, he's absolutely unbelievable, but he's also only had one fully healthy year. That one fully healthy year, we saw what he can do. Triple crown, Super Bowl MVP. But that is also his only healthy year. So I think that that does need to be considered. Uh, Greg coming in with a question here says, you always sound... Sound informed about this lineman or that cornerback? How do you collect all that knowledge and have time to review games? Uh, do you get all the info on the fly watching the game, or do you review tape or what? Just curious how you prepare for your show, given you have a full-time job, full-time job and a part-time job, dude. Um, <laughs> I don't say that to like try to be like oh, I'm, I got the biggest brain because <laughs> I'm tired is what happened. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of uh, I just I just pay so close attention when I'm watching, man. Um, I, I watched the all twenty twos of the games after um to try to kind of figure out some other stuff that was going on. um and then, yeah, man, I don't know that's that's a really interesting question actually. i w- I was not ready for that one. Um, I just, yeah, a lot of it's on the fly. i'll tell i'll I'll, I'll be honest, man. I, the way that I watch the Rams is is i I watch the Rams in a different way than I watch any other team. And like when I'm watching any other game, I'm always watching the offense, but when the Rams are, like, on defense, I am watching the Rams' defense. I'm not watching the the quarterback and what he's, lo- like what he's doing. I'm watching the defense and how they're distributing themselves, and that's why I get so frustrated with Raheem Morris when I, like, see people just, like, back up into zone and then just, like, let somebody be open while two guys are not covering anybody to the sides of that guy, and then he just, like, gets a, gets a, a first down. It's, that's when I'm, like, losing my mind, but... Um, that's a really good question, man. I'm actually going to go ahead and take a... I'm going to screenshot that one right now and try to, like, think about that a little bit more and try to dive into... Maybe try to just under... I'm going to, like, self-scout a little bit because I actually don't understand myself right now. I, like, you You confused me about me. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like, because I guess you're, you're kind of... Yeah, I don't know, man. That's um. I, I'm trying not to, like, weirdly brag and be like, yeah, I do pay attention, man. I do like. <laughs> i'm trying not to do that right now but like um there's something about uh i mean and also I, i've done this podcast I and mean, this is season eight of ram showcase so there's also like that part of it too is it like i've got uh, i've watched things through a little bit of a different lens now that i'm always kind of trying to find stories and and, and understand players and, and be able to talk about it. i'm trying to i'm trying to watch and process information in a way that i can relay it uh, out of my mouth, in into this microphone, in a way that makes sense to people who maybe don't get as intense into the Rams games as I do, and I can put it in a way that makes sense to somebody who maybe only flips it on on Sundays and uh, like stuff like that, or maybe they they like to listen to the podcast and they're trying to understand the game more, something like that. You know, I don't know. That's a that's a hard question. <laughs> uh let's see. Let's go over to the YouTube channel here. So uh, we'll start with Rams House. Kind of go back and forth between Rams House, Peyoton. I think there's another one here. Yeah, Paul is in there too. Uh, so let's see. Rams House. Will we see more of the other tight ends soon? Higby just hasn't been uh, the most impressive playing through injury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We kind of just talked about this. Um, I just think it'd, it'd be cool to see some new guys and get some new looks. Dude, I want to see Hunter Long so bad, dude. Like, straight up. And you're right. I mean, Higby's been playing through some stuff, but he's also been underwhelming and whether he's whether he's dealing with something or not, he's not really performing that well. So I think that something, I, I I think that we do need to see somebody else. I think that we do need, not like full-time, I'm not saying bench Higby or anything like that, but I think a little bit more of a rotation. Because like I said, the Rams offense is at its best when A, the ground game is running and B, the tight ends are open short. Like you're getting those little blocks and then hitting in the flat or something. Like we saw a lot of those plays before that almost seemed... Uh, seemed like almost unscripted, but like it was like the way that Higby would run his route, the way that he would block and then kind of back off that block and then hit the route. It w- and then Stafford would hit him. It was like we have not seen that style of route from Higby at all this season, where it's like you're like, how the hell did they plan that out, kind of thing. We haven't seen that yet, so uh, maybe a Hunter Long can do that. Maybe a Davis Allen can do that. So, um, I I, I do think it, it is uh, about time for that. The Next one here from Rams House. Rams House is just uh, have a happy Thanksgiving, dude. Thank you so much, man. You as well. I'm uh, pumped about it. I'll be heading up to Denver uh, to hang out with my fam, my sister, and my dad, and my niece at, uh who I get together with uh, for Thanksgiving. So I'm absolutely pumped about it. I'm uh, it's just always a good time. I'll, I'm back to work though on Friday morning. Uh, I got both jobs again on Friday, so I'll be back. But um, yeah, it'll be a good time, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you, man. I hope your day's got your day's awesome. From Payo Time, I know it's Rams adjacent, but I hear a lot about Case Keenum being a mentor to CJ Stroud. What are your thoughts on Keenum's time with the Rams, and is it clouded because he, it was with the Fisher era? Ooh, you know what? I don't think it's clouded because of the Fisher era. I think that uh, Case Keenum, uh, I think he is what he is, man. He's a, a, a very smart quarterback that maybe doesn't have all the physical attributes, and he's very good at being a leader and passing along that information and the experience that he's accrued over the— the course of his career onto younger guys and we saw it happen with um uh with uh, uh jared goff obviously so uh and he's done it multiple places obviously so no i don't think that uh that it's clouded at all uh with his time with uh, being fisher uh but yeah cj stroud definitely has a very strong mentor in that in that room with him I'm trying to speed up here as i'm running out of time um not trying to. I, I see one question here that I'm supposed to look something up for. I'm gonna to try to fit that in last here. Uh, next one from Rams House. If you could build one statue at SoFi, what would it be, dude? Me, duh. What the hell? <laughs> it would definitely be Aaron Donald, man. It would be Aaron Donald doing the ring me celebration from the NFC Championship game. Uh, one thousand percent. That'd be super sick. You get an invitation to Thanksgiving uh, with Mark Barron, but you also get an invitation to have Thanksgiving with Jordan Fuller. Who do you go with and why? You can only choose one. I'm going Mark Barron. Um, Mark Barron is like one of my all-time favorite players. I liked him all the way back into the Alabama days. And when he came to the Rams, I was absolutely thrilled about it. Uh, big fan of Mark Barron. I love Jordan Fuller as well, but Mark Barron, that's kind of my guy. And um, yeah, man, I would I would, uh, I would, go with Mark Barron. I should get a Mark Barron jersey. I don't have one of those yet. I do you have a Fuller though. Uh, from payo time, who do you think has more touchdowns the rest of the season for the Rams, Williams or Cup? Ooh, good question. Um, with Cup and his up and down uh, injury this year, I'm going to say that for the rest of the season, Kyron Williams gets more touchdowns. I'm going to say that he gets six to Cup's four. I think that, that feels real. Uh, Rams house, again, uh, let's see here. Uh, what would it be like sharing a room with Pukunakua? Ooh. <laughs> Dude, Pukutaku would be fun, but I feel like he would get, it would be annoying, but like in a good way where like you would need to go to sleep because you got like a big test tomorrow. But like, he's like trying to, he's like telling you funny stories and stuff like that. And you're like, all right, dude, for real, I got to go to bed. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and then like, you know, and then he just like keep it going like that. Cause he is such a, like a pure, a pure human being, dude. He is like such a good dude. And I love that, like, when he's, like, running off the field, he's like, I can't wait to call my mom. And it's, like, stuff like that, dude. Like, he is so easy to like. And I am so thrilled that he's a Ram. But either way, like, as far as, like, sharing a room with him, I think that he would be that guy of, like, you would stay up all night because he was just, like, you'd just be, like, having fun and laughing and stuff like that with with Puka Nakua. But you would be, like, at one point, you'd be like, hey, dude, okay, for real, though, I need to go to bed. And he'd be like, like, okay, fine, fine, fine. But real fast, you know? <laughs> Which would be awesome. Uh, Paul says, uh, do you think the Rams will retire AD's number 99 after he leaves the game? I actually do. I absolutely think that uh, Aaron Donald's number gets retired. I do think that Aaron Donald is the final 99 of uh, the Rams. And uh, next year from Ram's house, I, I'm sorry I'm trying to breeze through these. I'm so short on time, though. I, I'm trying to just haul. <laughs> uh, what's more annoying to you, the tank mindset or uh, living in the past about our old unis and how much our current ones apparently suck? Oh, dude, that's a tough one, man. They're both so annoying. Um, I think the I, I'll go with the unis because I at least understand the the draft one a little bit more and like wanting to be higher in the draft. Um, but I I, I, I don't care if you hate the new uniforms and I really wish people would shut up about it. <laughs> it's so annoying to hear about. If you don't like them, that's fine. And I understand it. I understand if you don't like them. And I told it's reasonable. Yeah, uh, it's a very vast change, and uh, for people who are kind of purists in uh, the football world, it's a very jarring switch, and um, yeah, it just, but who, but who cares? Like, sh- we all have our preferences. It's not a fashion show. Just play football and win the game, damn. <laughs> and uh, the one here that I'm, got, uh, that is, um, I'm trying to get here, to is uh, thoughts on One Piece event at SoFi when the Rams take on the Browns. You don't seem like somebody watches One Piece. Okay, so it's something you watch. But this is for sure a huge fan engaging event that could be fun for game day. I'm going to pause really fast and do some research because I don't know what this is. And I'm running out of time to actually like live just research this one piece. I'm trying to figure out what the heck one piece is. One second here. Okay, so I was just looking this up. And uh, I'll be honest, if I was given 20 guesses, wouldn't have gotten this at all. Um, It's apparently some kind of cartoon one piece is and it's like a whole takeover they're gonna do like some branding on the website on in the stadium giving away gifts and stuff like that dude you know what i am not um a cartoon guy i'm not a i'm not a like a tv guy really but i think that this is super cool um i think it's really cool to see like when the rams team up with like snapchat and stuff like that and like to kind of just engage in different eras of fans and this i think is a perfect way to engage with very young fans so i'm actually i'm into this I don't really understand it quite yet, but I think it's really, really cool. So, and I now understand what you meant by that this would have been a good one for the Rams to wear the bone jerseys in, and that makes a lot more sense now. But, um, yeah, I don't, I still don't kind of understand what's going on, or what this is. Is it anime? Is that what this is called? Or is it just like a cartoon? That's a question that I would have for you, Pao, because I don't actually know. I mean, the photo looks just like a, like a, like a Pikachu thing. Pokemon, that's the word. (laughs) God, I'm so bad at this stuff. But it looks like kind of like that stuff. But I don't know if is 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 Pikachu an anime? Pokemon an anime? I don't actually know that answer either. I am over my time, so this is probably going to get cut off anyway on certain platforms, so I do apologize about that. Uh, well, I guess I can't apologize about that, because if you're on that platform, you wouldn't even hear this anyway. So if you're on that platform, you're a loser. I'm just kidding. <laughs> at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Jobax is where you can follow on social media. RamShowcase.com is where you find the most up-to-date information on uh, Ram Showcase. That is where we'll have a written game preview again this week, as uh, we are planning to get uh, video versions back next week. Um, but uh, that is uh, it for me. I got to hustle out of here as I, like I said, I'm over my time. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio, the fan-sided network, and Broad Street South. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening, and go Rams.